Hi, I'm Rob. And I'm Rob. And this is Ask Rob and Rob. Thank you for joining us on Ask Rob and Rob, the show that's a stable and reliable part of your week. Whatever else is going on in the world, you'll know that you can turn up here on a Tuesday. You'll hear two people asking questions and two other people, that's us two, giving answers. But here's how you could shake things up a bit. What if you are one of the people asking the questions? Well, it's really, really easy to live that dream. Yeah, you've got two options. You can call in on 013-808-0035. That's 013-808-0035. Or head along to our website, propertyhub.net forward slash ask. That's propertyhub.net forward slash ask. Just get your question in and we'll get answering. Well, one person who's done exactly that is Matt. Let's have a listen to Matt's question. Hi, Rob and Rob. It's Matt calling from Birmingham. Thank you for all you do. Great podcast. I saw a story on uh, Landlord Today about a couple that had managed to avoid paying the additional 3% stamp duty on a derelict building that they purchased. Um, The article was talking about uh, HMRC could potentially be flooded with stamp duty um, surcharge refund requests. So I was really keen to see if you guys had done any digging on this and if you think there was there's any further evidence that landlords could potentially in future claim back that 3%. Great work. Love to hear your answer. Hopefully hear it on the podcast soon. Great question, Matt. Thank you for that one. Well, the background to this is there was a really interesting case recently where an investor actually took HMRC to court because they believe that they've been overcharged on stamp duty. So what they'd done is they'd bought a derelict bungalow in Western Supermare, and they'd bought it, they planned to demolish it because it's just not a viable building, and then build something new in its place. And they got charged the 3% extra stamp duty because it wasn't their only investment at the time. What happened in this case is that the judge looked at this and decided that the higher rate of stamp duty didn't apply because the property was not habitable at the time. Now, that's really interesting because it potentially means that if you're buying a property that is not suitable to be occupied, then you will not have to pay the 3% extra stamp duty that investors normally have to pay, potentially being the key word there. It also potentially, again, opens the door to a refund if you have already paid that 3% extra. Now, don't get too excited and start putting your claims in straight away because there's a lot of uncertainty around this still. First of all, this might be overturned. HMRC could appeal it. It's still within their time frame where they could appeal it if they want to. But also, this is far from cut and dried. Even if it is determined that if a property is uninhabitable, then you don't have to pay the extra, then what is habitable? In this particular case, the property was falling down, it had asbestos, there was a survey that said it couldn't be occupied. Clearly, in that case, it wasn't habitable. But what if you've got a property that just needs a moderate refurb? What if you've got a property that's got damp issues or where the kitchen's been ripped out? Are those technically habitable or not? None of this is clear. So at the moment, it's too early to say whether this means anything at all. Is this going to help investors out in a few cases or lots or none? Quite frankly, we don't know. But it's a really interesting one to keep an eye on as things develop. The chances are now this has happened, a few more people will start to test it and we might build up more of a picture of what the law is around this. So wouldn't take any action on this just yet, Matt, but it's one to keep an eye on for sure. And any updates we get, anything new we'll hear, we'll report back on the podcast. Okay, let's get on to our second question today. This is from Asib. 
Hi, Robin Rob. It's Hasib here. Thank you for all the free knowledge and a great fan of the show. I just had a question about the auction property I was looking at, which says that it has a regulated tenancy on it. And the rent I'm looking at is, is pretty much half the expected rent on a property like that. I just wanted to know what my rights would be as a landlord and if it would be possible for me to serve a normal Section 21 notice to evict the tenant. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Really good question. The quick answer is no. You cannot serve a normal Section 21 notice to evict the tenant. And the reason for that is that it's a regulated tenancy. A regulated tenancy is something that you don't come across too often these days because they only applied if the tenancy started before 1989. So in almost every case since then, the tenancy will have changed and so the new tenancy won't have been regulated. It'll be a normal AST that we're all familiar with. But there are still some knocking around where you've got people in tenancies that started prior to 1989 and therefore they could be regulated tenancies. What does that mean? It means it's very, very difficult to evict the tenant who's living there. Unlike ASTs, where you've got the Section 21 process, where there's a variety of reasons where, through no fault of the tenant at all, you can say that you want them to leave, that does not exist. That protection for the landlord is not there. With a regulated tenancy, you can apply to the court to evict a tenant if there are reasons like them having rent arrears or antisocial behaviour or something like that. But the court doesn't have to give possession in any of those cases. They're all what's called discretionary grounds. There is nothing that the tenant can do that means the court will be guaranteed to grant that eviction order. So for that reason, regulated tenants are very difficult to remove. And it's actually worse than that from a landlord's point of view, because you can inherit a regulated tenancy. So if you have someone living with a regulated tenant for a couple of years, when that tenant dies, that tenancy can be taken over by the other person. So this tenancy can go on and on and on with nothing that you can do about it. Importantly, as well as all these protections for the tenant, there are also protections about rent increases. There's very, very limited scope to increase the rent. So what's happened in this particular case with the auction property is it sounds like that this tenancy has been running for such a long time that gradually the rent has got more and more out of step with market rates. And that's why now it's pretty much half what it would be. What that means is you should only buy this property if it works for you based on the rent that's actually being paid by the tenant who's in there now. And you need to check, of course, that they have been consistently paying their rent because if they haven't been, then you're going to struggle to do anything about it. If the numbers do work on the rent that's currently being paid, then maybe it's something that you'd want to get involved in. But it's quite specialist, this type of tenancy. And probably if you are newer to property investment, something best stayed away from. But I'm really glad that you asked the question because there's something that you do see in auctions. Often these properties come to auction because it is something that is hard to sell on the open market. And it's something that you could miss if you're not experienced. If you miss the fact that it's a regulated tenancy and you think, ah, I'll just get that tenant out and put the rent up, then you'll have a very, very nasty surprise after you've bought it. So when you are looking at auction, very important to look out for this. There are still some around. So make sure that it's not a regulated tenancy, or if it is, make sure that you go in with eyes wide open. So thank you, Asib, for asking that question, because it's given us all a chance to learn that. So hopefully no one's going to be caught out. So that's us done. Two questions, two answers. Boom. We'll be back with the Property Podcast on Thursday morning. 
And of course, we'll be back this time next week with Ask Rob and Rob. So until then, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.